Good morning, Bucks fans. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. It is time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. This is, as always, where we take all of your questions. So if you're not already watching on the Facebook page, head on over there and you can leave your questions in the comments section. So as we give people a chance to do that, I figured I would hear about your thoughts on the first day of OTAs that it is uh, a little bit closer to real football things happening. And uh, it's, of course, a little different maybe this year than some years past. But what were some of the things that maybe you learned or were looking for when you were out there watching? Well, first of all, the the most notable noticeable thing, of course, is, is the attendance. And, and Coach Arians was happy about it. It was almost exactly half of the uh, roster, the 90-man roster as it stands right now. And as you would have expected in this year's climate, um, it was almost all rookies and young guys and guys fighting that probably will be fighting for back of the roster spots when you get to training camp. And those are the guys that need to put in some work and make some progress. And Coach Arian said that even if um, the starters and the other veterans had been here um, for these voluntary workouts, that he wasn't going to practice them on the field anyway. So the Buccaneers got out what they wanted to get out of it. But you can see in just a couple of years how things have changed, you know, Obviously, nothing happened last year, but two years ago and before that, OTAs were almost fully attended. They are voluntary, but they were almost fully attended, and they were very much like real practices, just without uh, pads and hitting, but a lot of 11-11 work, a lot of good on good, first team on first team, and I, that may be going by the wayside here and in years to come. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Uh, when Logan said it is his birthday and uh, so happy birthday, Logan, thank you for mm -hmm. watching. And uh, I've already seen a few people bringing up uh, Antonio Brown's deal that now it is official that he has signed with the team. So uh, what are your thoughts on that and, and what that means for this wide receiver room and, and some of the guys that are, are trying to make the roster and just what that group could look like? Yeah, well, I'm glad it finally happened officially because, you know, the report that a deal had been agreed upon three or four weeks ago, and then to have that delay makes people We'll start to wonder, you know, then Bruce Aaron said on a radio show that it was simply because he'd had a little bit of a knee procedure and they were waiting for him to pass the physical, but it didn't seem like there was any worry that that was going to happen. So to have that in the past now is good. Just uh, that means everything's fine. And the Bucks uh, wide receiver core is back to where it was before, just with also the addition of Jalen Darden and, and the offense as a whole now. <clears throat> I know we've been talking about this a lot this offseason, having all 22 starters from the Super Bowl back, but it goes deeper than that. With Antonio Brown now back, the Bucs have 96.1% of their snaps from last year accounted for by players on the roster. 100% of the points scored, 98% of the receiving yards, 100% of the passing yards, 97.9% of the rushing yards. It's the same team just with a whole year in this offense under its belt, and that's very, very exciting about what could happen this coming fall. Yeah, that's so true. Um, Lou had asked, how is Jalen Darden looking so far? I thought he looked good yesterday. He was one. I don't know why, Casey, but for some reason, I've sort of fixated on Jalen as my favorite guy in this year's draft class. I don't know how much impact he'll have as a rookie unless he you know, wins the punt return job. But if he does that, he might find some, you know, some little packages or plays in the offense as well. Um, I saw him make several nice snags of you know he, he's obviously very quick that's the thing about him he's got very nice lateral movement can make guys miss in the open field but I thought his hands looked really good yesterday it was one practice and I'm sure I didn't see every single snap but he's definitely a guy that I, I, uh, I noticed a couple times and got more excited about <clears throat> yeah I agree I, I remember I was standing on the sideline for a little bit of practice yesterday and he happened to run a route that went right by me and turned a corner kind of right by me and I I noticed the speed and the quickness. Like it was, it was something I was like, Oh, like, even though I knew that was, 
you know, what he's been brought in for, it was, it was noticeable out there. So that got me excited for sure. Um, Brendan wanted to know what you think Keyshawn Vaughn's role could be this year. Well, that's, that's going to be a very interesting one to follow. Um, the whole four man as it stands now, probably running back crew is going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And I don't, I think we may have talked about some of this already. And I'm going to have to repeat my answer that I don't think I can really give a great answer for that right now. I, I'm not sure that the coaches would know right now how the reps and the, and the handoffs and the, and the targets are going to be distributed. I think a lot of that is still to be determined. And what they're working with, with Keyshawn most, mostly right now is his receiving skills, which makes me believe that he will be in competition somewhat with Giovanni Bernard or even Leonard Fournette for third down snaps at the very least. And, you know, probably his best play of the entire last season was a really nice catch of a ball that was kind of out in front of him and up a little bit on that touchdown that won the game against the Chargers. So you can see he has the ability to make good, good plays in the passing game. But what they want him to do is work more on off-balance catches, catches where he might have to spin or turn and make a play on a ball behind him just so he can, you know, increase basically his radius so it doesn't have to be a perfect pass. And, and that's what you want out of a, a running back that you're going to throw the ball to a lot. So, uh, But he's got a lot of competition there because Giovanni Bernard is very much a proven NFL pass-catching running back. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Okay. And uh, Byron asked, is there any update on Joe Tryon's status? Well, not really, but um, he still isn't practicing right now because of that minor knee procedure. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that when that first came up in the rookie minicamp that Bruce Arians said he might be back for the, the, man, the mandatory minicamp in June. So it's not any kind of long-term concern. And he was out there on the field. He was getting the mental reps and, and moving around with his unit, but just not taking reps right now. Okay. And uh, Mitch asked, are there any new assistant coaches? Yes. Um, well, we did one thing. We did promote John Van Dam to assistant tight ends coach. Um, I'm blanking right now, though. Yeah, I know there's the, um, the guy who had been with us on the um, the program last year where you get to come in during training camp and, and work, and then now he's the new yeah, the coaching fellowship thing. Yes. And then now he has been promoted to wide receiver um, assistant because of um, the fact that we lost, you know, to Detroit, our, our beloved. Yeah. Antoine Randall, <laughs> Antoine yeah. Randall, our beloved, our beloved assistant. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed that I can't think of it, but I haven't, you know, I haven't really, I guess I haven't memorized the names of the new, the two new coaches yet. But yeah. So. The, the, but the, 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 that's the thing is it's only those couple little moves. Like they have retained almost everyone else. And it's, and I think that's a great point of we've focused so much on them bringing back all 22 starting players, all the specialists and how important that's going to be from a consistency standpoint. It's almost important, maybe as important, more important. I don't know to bring back that coaching staff almost in its entirety as well. If you want to talk about consistency, how great that is that not only are your players all back and you have all these coaches back. I feel like that's just so incredible. It's actually the first thing that Bruce Arians talked about last February when uh, we moved past the Super Bowl and, and reporters were asking, you know, how do you how do you keep this team together and repeat? And he said, well, we've already done the first step. And, you know, he lamented it a little bit because he thought that Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich probably should have got uh, some more attention for head coaching candidates candidate, or vacancies. But um, it, for the Buccaneers, he noted it was a really good thing that they were able to keep the coaching staff intact. Also, uh, thanks to our producer, Jason, for just texting me the reminder, A.Q. Shipley joined the staff. Oh, that's right. That's right. A.Q. Yeah. Shipley. A.Q. Shipley. And that's been really interesting to watch because I've seen him working with Robert Hainsey 
over on the side. And as they've been trying to help him with learning how to snap, that it seems like AQ has really been dedicating a lot of his time to trying to help Robert, which has, has got to be great. Someone who, you know, had been in the league a long time and had played, you know, for Bruce multiple times to have him really dedicated because you'd already have Joe Gilbert as an offensive line coach. And then you already have, um, you, you have so many people that are w- working with them overall to have someone that really is like almost dedicated to him right now has got to be really helpful. Yeah, that's a good point. And yesterday, um, Coach Arians was asked about Robert Hainsey and said that he had uh, five position flexibility, um, which is pretty cool. But he's working at center right now. And, and Coach did mention that he's got to get more consistent on his snaps. He was leaving a, a, too many of them short. So I'm sure working with AQ Shipley will help that quite a bit. <clears throat> Richard asked, how have Grant Stewart and KJ Britt been looking? Well, you know, it, as we said during rookie camp, and this camp is, isn't much more than a glorified rookie camp considering who's in attendance, it's a little hard to tell. Um, you know, they're not running against or with the, you're the starters or, you know, the guys that play a lot. So it's a little hard to tell, but mentally they're both doing very well. Coach has said they both, they both um, really retained what they learned during rookie minicamp. And that's probably the most important thing right now because they wanted to put, you know, build that base of, you know, the buck schemes and, and the details and the movements and certain packages and so on. And they've done a nice job of that so they can take the next step forward and continue to, you know, absorb the playbook. Jermaine uh, asked, which second year player do you think will make a big impact this year? Uh, well, you know, I guess he means a bigger impact, right? Because it seems pretty obvious that Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield Jr. will make big impacts because they did last year. Um, so then I guess the next guy you might go, and we already talked about Keyshawn Vaughn. He's got a chance to have a bigger impact, but maybe Tyler Johnson, you know, it's a crowded, it's a crowded receiver room. So you never know, but uh, we, we got really, really lucky for the most part and a little bit in the middle, but for the most part, we stayed healthy and that included the receivers, but at times you had to go down the depth chart a little bit. And that usually happens. And, um, you know, I, I don't think Tyler had more than about a dozen catches, but I can still, picture about three or four of them because they were very big plays like the one in new orleans and there was the one in green bay that wasn't a catch but it was thrown to him and got the big penalty um so uh, you know I, I think he's got the ability to do a lot more if he can just get some more reps um and our producer jason help me out again thaddeus lewis is the guy who was the coaching fellowship who's now assistant wide receiver coach so yes thank you for that um and this is now the nice thing about we're finally going to get to be around a little bit more we haven't been around yeah. these guys as much as we would have in the past because of covid things um richard asked with an embarrassment of riches in so many positions do you think that we will be surprised by some players who end up being cut no i don't think we'll be surprised um i just think that we will probably probably be cutting a handful of players that will be playing elsewhere for sure in 2021. And, and that's the proverbial good problem to have. Um, <clears throat> and then also you got to remember that there's the practice squad and it could be 16. It's, this hasn't been decided yet, but there could, it could be 16 people again, which gives you a lot of um, cushion, I guess, to keep around some of the, your 54 and your 55th guy, if they don't get claimed by somebody else. So I don't think it's going to be surprising because I think you see what our team is. It's the same team as it was last year with just a couple additions. Okay. Um, Mike asked, how do you feel about where our bye week falls this year? It seems like it was perfect for us last year. And is this going to be better or worse this year? You can never tell until it happens. For instance, last year, um, I remember heading into towards our bye. uh, Our coaches actually wished it had been a few, few weeks earlier because they thought the team was getting fatigued. And could have used the buy more like week 11 or so. But as it turned out, as we all know the story now, the buy ended up 
being perfectly, perfectly timed, uh, the Buccaneers refreshed and recharged and, and just completely clicked afterwards. So you, you have to be happy about that. But week nine in a 17 or 18 week season, that's if you're just picking, if you get to, if you get the first round pick of where you buy, want your buy to go, that's probably about where you would pick nine or 10, because you don't want to be one of the ones early. They sometimes feel wasted when you get them in week three or four, because you're not tired yet. You haven't accumulated any significant injuries yet. And then like last year, a little late, you, your team might be fatigued. So right in the middle in, an, in a longer season than usual seems about perfect to me. We won't know till we get there. Uh, but if you could choose, I think you'd choose right about there. Yeah. So much ends up depending on who's hurt and when, you know, that it can be perfect on paper, but if you end up having a lot more injuries early, or if you have a lot more injuries late, then of course you're going to be saying you wished it was then to help them recover, but you never know when that's going to be. I do um, like that. I do like that's between two road trips though. That's true. That's a very good point. It makes those consecutive road games a little easier to manage. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Asher said, what is one area that we lack depth, if any, that might be a concern? Well, before the draft, I definitely would have said inside linebacker. Uh, so I guess uh, you don't know until you find out how good KJ Britt and Grant Stewart are. Um, you're not sure yet, but it looks like they tried to address that depth. Um, you know, it's, it's good that there's, it's hard to come up with an answer here. Yeah, that's, that's the great answer. I don't know what you would say. I mean, I guess maybe I wouldn't even say interior offensive line now that we drafted Robert Hainsey because you've got Hainsey and Stinney. And you don't normally carry more than two in there anyway. So yeah, outside, outside linebacker, depending on how much Joe Tryon uh, delivers, but I, yeah. I can't really find the spot. Yeah. We only have one. Well, we actually have two. We only have one punter, Casey. <laughs> we only have one long snapper right now. So there's not a lot of depth there. There you go. I like that. It's good to have a problem answering this. All right. Well, thank you guys for all those amazing questions. And we will be back here next week and we'll be able to have the rest of OTAs to talk about and even more going on next week with even more of these practices happening and hopefully with some more vets on the field as well coming up pretty soon. So we'll see you next week. (laughs) 